The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. And you're welcome back to The Last Word. Ian Guider in for Matt today. I'm delighted to be joined by Gaelic football referee David Gough. He's part of a super value campaign calling on all members of the GAA across the country to do what they can to make their communities more diverse and inclusive. David, you're very welcome to The Last Word. How are you? I'm good, Ian. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Look, a lot of what you're talking about today fits into a Pride Month and obviously earlier on this week we had the Leinster scrum half Nick McCarthy announce that he was uh, his sexuality. It's, I suppose, a long time coming in sport. We've seen it in football and now rugby. Why haven't we seen it in the GAA? Um, It's just taking time for people to come to terms with their sexuality, their own journey, um, where they are on that journey, and I suppose a comfortableness in relation to, um, I suppose, the media and the scrutiny uh, that comes along with it. I can remember back 2015 myself, uh, the intense scrutiny around trying to wear the wristband in Croke Park, and I've seen um, the media scrutiny there was this week um, in relation to the recent rugby coming out, and some people might not fit comfortably with such media scrutiny and they might also be worried about their family um, and the media scrutiny of my place on them uh, coming to terms with, with someone's sexuality being so publicly discussed. It does seem, though, a long time since you came out and the reaction has been absolutely positive. I, I think that would be fair to say, you know, more recently to sports personalities when they have come out. So does the GAA have a problem? Um, I, I don't think so. Um, I don't think the GA has a problem. I think it just needs uh, greater visibility at the moment. Like we see in the in the last number of weeks, uh, and, and certainly within the last year, quite a number of high-profile um, athletes coming out as, as openly gay, even recently Dame Kelly Holmes coming out within the UK. Um, so it's a slow transition. People are getting more used to the idea of high-profile athletes being open about their sexuality. And the GAA is an amateur organisation, it's not professional and it does take its time um, to, to, to catch up So and, and it will in time uh, catch up and, and players will come to terms we do have to remember it is an amateur organisation and, and these players certainly do have to go back to their lives and their work um, on a Monday morning it's not their profession and, and despite what we might think they might not have all, all the supports that, that, that a professional team would have. I know a lot of the times when these items are done people will say well why are you talking about it, why is it important? Well, it's hugely important because if it makes a difference to any young child that's listening in that can see that um, potentially they're having um, thoughts about their their own sexuality but might not be convinced that they can happily coexist in both worlds as a member of the LGBT community and also a member of the sporting community, it shows that, you know, it can happen. And I'm testament to that because I quite happily coexist within the GAA community and the LGBT community and both are at harmony with one another and I'm allowed to flourish within my role and and, and perform at the highest level within, within Gaelic Games with no no uh, contradiction to to, to 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 stop because of my, my my sexuality. Yeah, and I think something that's always important around this as well is people say, well, look, you you shouldn't be focusing on these issues. But as you said, if it helps one person, it's been a benefit. But also because it's so rare in sport, people need to see it happen. Absolutely, and and that's the great thing about the Super Value um, campaign. They are pushing this diversity and, and inclusion campaign within the GAA to 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 
create greater visibility around diversity and inclusion, not only LGBT issues, um, but also uh, disability and, and, and females in sport. And, and, and it's great that they are doing that because like the GAA, they serve the communities that they, they operate in and they have a huge reach like the GAA. That, um, they, they, they permeate every level of, of, of the society in, in Ireland and they have a huge reach. And that's why it was an easy buy-in for me to, to go with Super Value um, and, and, and push this and um, that greater visibility leads to greater acceptance and from self-acceptance comes self-confidence. Mm-hmm. One of those findings from Super Value, and this is something that in a way it sounds a high figure, in another way it sounds a rather low figure. 72% of people will be willing to call that an individual if their <clears throat> actions were discriminatory or excluding towards others. Surely we need to be getting much higher because it is everybody else, it's either your teammate or somebody else to say, look, that type of behaviour, calling people whatever it is or not being supportive, you need to get that figure up much higher. We do need to get it up much higher, but I would say put that in context. Where was it five years ago and where was it ten years ago? So it's it's, it's gaining momentum every every number of years, and I'd imagine the figure is higher than it was five or ten years ago. And, and, and I, I, I do know and I am aware of, of Belong To's campaign to educate uh, children in, in secondary school in relation to the type of language that, that they use to make them more cognizant of the language that they use, but also to stand up. Um, for their peers and call out homophobic, transphobic or biphobic um, bullying um, and not to be a bystander, to be an upstander within their community. And that's a hugely powerful point because what they're trying to get across and it needs to be got across the whole country that we need to be upstanders for members of, of, of uh, LGBT um, community. They're human rights issues. They're not up for debate. Everybody deserves to be treated equally and we need to call out when, when, when people are not. How big a moment for the GAA would, will it be when the first person comes out? I hope not too big of a moment. I hope we're past that, that issue where we have to make it a, a huge story. I hope that when it does happen, that it might happen with a few players. Um, whether that's realistic or not, I don't know. But I wouldn't like to think that we make it a watershed moment in, in, in Irish sport. Um, there's nothing more... Um, uh, extraordinary about me than anybody else that referees or plays Gaelic games so I don't think a huge issue should be made out of it but certainly we should be allowing that person the time and space to be who they are and if they want to be a visible um, presence within the GA to call for greater LGBT awareness well that would be fantastic too. Have you had any moments on the pitch where somebody has said something maybe not completely audible but you knew they were trying to say something? No, absolutely not. Managers and players would have uh, far too much um, respect, which is reciprocated uh, between both. Um, and uh, I don't think a player at any stage would dare make such a personal comment or attack towards me. I mean, they're, they're, they're huge, highly um, motivated inter-county um, players. And the last thing they want to do is bother with a referee. Um, generally, they have their own job to do. They're so tuned in and mentally focused that uh, David Goff being gay is not on, on their radar when they're out in the middle of Croke Park. When you look across the sporting world, you know, obviously it's Pride Month and obviously a very important weekend coming up as well. But when you look across the sporting world, yes, you can see them with rainbow flags. But have they put in place a system to allow players to come out, both to managers, teammates, to wider fans? Do they actually pay proper attention to it or is there a bit of lip service going on? I wouldn't be overly well versed enough to make a, 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 a factual statement on that. What I would say within the GA, which is what I would know, is we do have a diversity and inclusion officer um, in the GA, the first of her kind in a national governing sporting body. And she's doing tremendous work 
in promoting LGBT um, rights and diversity and inclusion rights within the GA, creating the environments for these uh, players um, and, and clubs to show supportive environments for players um, to come out. We even have now at the moment two LGBT um, inclusive clubs in Nagoya Erica in Dublin and Erica Ulla in Belfast, which is a huge change for the GAA, considering only in three years ago we walked in pride for the first time. So I know within the GAA they're trying their best to make, this, to make um, strides in that area. In world sport, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, it's a very difficult thing. We're talking about professional sport, people's livelihoods. Uh, uh, there's a lot of money backing a lot of sports. But I do see in female sports in particular, it been far more common and accepted that female athletes might come out and be openly um, uh, gay within, within, within their sport, but it's not so common for males. Do you have any insight as to why that might be? I mean, people obviously say, well, look, obviously locker room and how lads behave, but is there, is there something more going on? No, I, I think you've hit, uh, you summed it up perfectly there with the locker room and, and the behaviour and the kind of um, masculine environment that is created sometimes in, in, in changing rooms. And I've said before and gone on record saying that it's centuries of hegemonic masculinity and, and decades of toxic masculinity on top of that. But I genuinely really feel that things are changing. Um, the feeling I get from players now when I speak to them that their locker rooms will be completely open um, to, the, uh, to, 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 to players coming out and opening up about their sexuality. And it was lovely to hear the story from Leinster rugby during the week where the players actually clapped and, and were delighted to hear the news of their colleague coming out as, as, as openly gay. Let's just move on a little bit away from that and towards your, your role as a referee. Is it getting a tougher job? Are you getting a bit more lip service back from players out there? No, um, I, 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 I certainly wouldn't tolerate it if it did happen. Um, I'd be very clear cut in the way I would communicate with players and how I would expect them to communicate with me if it ever gets more than the way I'm speaking to you right now, Ian, never gets more heated than that. If it does, well then, you know, you're forcing my hand but having to issue a card or, or make a decision. There's a huge amount of respect out there among the inter-county players and the inter-county referees. They know we have a difficult job to do, a difficult rule book to try and understand and implement. And we are out there doing their best. And despite people's um, opinions about referees, you know, going out and maybe he's biased against one team or, or, or another it's just not possible we're in front of seven or eight cameras inside in Croke Park 80,000 people watching you know it's, it, you're out there to do the best job and make sure that your name is in the hat in, in two weeks or three weeks time for the next high profile match If players have respect for you do they still have respect for each other because on the, on the field people do emotions get a bit high the adrenaline's going and you obviously see hands flying in and legs flying in as well are people getting a bit more physical with each other? Um, I would say that Gaelic games is a contact sport. It is extremely, extremely competitive. And for the most part, um, outside the white lines, the players are the most respectful people or some of the most respectful people you could meet. When it goes into the 70 minutes of, of, of championship um, heated battle, if you want to call it that, um, it, 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 players can lose sometimes the run of themselves or control of their emotions or, or what they might say and you know that's up to me then to manage that situation it's a game management thing that I have to deal with I don't think it's got out of hand I don't think it's any more worse if anything it's certainly cleaned up from the way it was in the, the 80s and early 90s Would you like some more assistance and I'm t- thinking more along the technical uh, technological field because of course people as you said will be questioning any decision you make and say well didn't he really see it and you say well look how can I I'm moving quickly with the game yeah, anything that can help us um, make the right decision should be welcomed. I certainly feel that 
at All-Ireland quarterfinals, semi-final and final stage in the All-Ireland series where matches are played inside in Croke Park exclusively that we could potentially have access to a television match official. Now, I'm not talking about the type of um, VAR system that they have in soccer where they abdicate responsibility and let the decision be made by a studio miles away. I'd much prefer to see the rugby um, element where someone might say in your ear, David, I'd like you to have a look at this. We'd stop the game, look at the screen and openly on microphone, like the rugby referees, talk through the, the scenario that's in front of us with other match officials. Does it not slow say down a game like the GAA, particularly in football and hurling, that compared to rugby where there are more natural stoppages? Absolutely, of course it does slow down the game, but you have to weigh that up about against the benefit of getting the right decision. And when there's key game decisions to be made, I don't think players are going to have an issue with slowing down to make sure the right decision is made because it could be for their benefit. And when you're talking a knockout championship at All-Ireland quarterfinal, semi-final and final stage, the last thing players and referees, match officials would want is for a mistake to be made that is caught on camera that could be easily rectified by just having a, a minute to look at it. Big few weeks of the football championship coming up. Are you looking forward to the games? Yes, I can't wait. Um, I'm going to miss Pride um, Parade this weekend. I'll, I'll uh, certainly show up for the start of it, but I won't walk um, because I'm refereeing on Sunday afternoon in Crow Park, the match between Kerry and Mayo. There's a bit of preparation to do for that, so I'll stay clear of the, the buzz and the excitement and the noise of, of a Pride um, um, this weekend. But looking forward to the championship really starting to heat up and four huge games in Croke Park uh, at the weekend. David Goff, thank you very much for joining us here on The Last Word. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.